It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gosh, they needed that win. (laughs) They needed that win so, so badly, and they got it. And you know what? I think we might look back at the end of the year and say this game, even against the Chicago Cubs, was the most important win of the season. We'll discuss that and more coming up on Locked On Blue Jays. It starts right now. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jays. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. He's Matt Bonaparte. I'm Ben Schulman. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean, Odyssey. I love that you always shout out Twitter. Yeah, every time you give me a new platform, I'll shout it out. Hold on. Twitter. How about Podcast Addict? Podcast Addict. And of course. How about Dalvik Android Audio Library? Are we on that? <laughs> yeah, we've got a thousand listeners on that. Dalvik Android Audio Library. I'm learning Spanish right now, and I'm telling you, whatever that app is called was harder to say than any Shout of the new Shout out to the, the three listeners in Ireland, by the way. I'm just yeah. on the analytics page. And uh, if you're a listener from Ireland or maybe from uh, mainland North America or elsewhere, check out our email, the 10th way to check us out, lockedonbluejaysreal at gmail.com. We want to hear from you but right now we're going to do some talking after this blue jays game we'll talk about the game uh we will talk about the pickup today for the blue jays what a what an interesting pickup that the jays made uh and then i know it's a little later but everyone during the weekend got all hyped up about the j-rod extension so we're going to talk about kind of what we think that means for the blue jays and how you should feel going forward but let's start in the best place possible they win the blue jays win five Four after trailing four nothing in the seventh inning. I mean, this game was really done for. Frankly, uh, somehow Mr. Assad making his second start ever goes absolutely nuts, or the Blue Jays allow him to. However, you feel about that for five scoreless innings, only strikes out one batter, uh, but at the same time, completely Just got the shuts job down. done, man. Yeah, shuts down the Jays. I mean, good for him. Uh, I've seen a little bit of the Cubs system, and they are nasty. Uh, But let's keep rolling with the Jays. Uh, Danny Jansen finds a way to spark this offense. And I think that this is, you know, potentially the biggest win of the season when we look back at it. And perhaps that Jano three-run homer, or, I mean, I guess the walk-off hit. But, you know, I kind of still think the three-run homer might be the most important hit because we don't even get to that walk-off. And the Jays have still, I think, very little offensive confidence if Jano doesn't hit that bomb. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I like that he still has the bat going. Like he's had such a weird year. What was that hockey player you were? Uh, oh, Joffrey Lupel. Joffrey Lupel. Yeah. So for those, th- this is a way back reference. I haven't talked about this in a while. Um, Joffrey Lupel, 2012-13, uh, continues to get hurt, but then every time he comes back, he just he scores like three goals in four games and then gets hurt again. Uh, I will say I do kind of think I'm pulling him out of the Joffrey Lupel year. Well, he was. Category. That's what my point is. He yeah. was. And then he, he kind of moved he had, away from it. But he still yeah, got the pop is what I was going to say. Yeah. So he brings yeah. the pop Proceed. back a little bit. Um, and we'll talk about uh, 
playoff roster in a little bit, but makes me a lot more confident in him that he can kind of just bring the bat out every now and again. Because it has been the year of the Kirk, like, undisputably, but it's good to see Danny being able to hold his own. Like, four ribbies tonight, like, that's nuts. Um, and it's just good to see. Because, like, I feel like people have forgotten that he's a really talented player. So it's just good for him to, to – I like that he reminds people. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's it was big for him. Uh, it's not, you know, a secret that he has been struggling a little bit um, since he came back off the IL this time. Uh, I believe he had been batting a clean 200, and this is like since June. Because uh, actually the nice thing is he stayed healthy, uh, but you would think that might translate into more consistent at-bats, more consistent production. Uh, unfortunately, it hasn't necessarily been the best year uh, for him with the bat, but like you said, it's still there. The power swing is still there. And I, I think it was right after the game that, that Jamie Campbell made the point. Maybe it was Buck live on the broadcast. Uh, the last two Danny Jansen home runs were that one and then a homer to put the Jays up 5-4, a solo shot over the Red Sox as a part of that sweep. So, you know, at least he's coming up with them at big times. You can't take that away from him. Uh, and I really do think, you know, it's just the Cubs. But th- this could be a massive win. Now they have to go out and do it today, the day you're listening to this, and probably should go out and do it the next day too. But been this uh, either. Yeah, but this, you know, this was turning into a very dangerous slide. Like, it's one thing to slide against, you know, they slid against the Guardians and Yankees earlier in the year. At least those are two formidable baseball teams. If you get into a slide against the Angels and the Cubs, before you got to go play the Orioles and raise a bunch, you're in trouble. So, at least for now, uh, I'm going to call this the most important win of the year. Okay. Um, I feel like we're entering the zone of every single win. It's going to be like, this sure. is the most important one of the For season. sure. So, For sure. sure. Like, I agree with you, but I don't know. You know, next week we'll be saying the same thing. Yes. Uh, I mean, any win right now is so important because Tampa Bay and Seattle are right there. Uh, and, and Baltimore is right there, too. So everything's really, really crucial right now. And like we've said time and time again, they had the chance to make make it a series or make it a, a race with the Yankees, and they just didn't do it. Uh, so now they really have to kind of to to pay that. Um, and whatever, got to beat the Cubs, got to beat the Pirates. You won five four, wins a win, but probably shouldn't have had to to mount a comeback like they did. But hey, maybe it it sparks some momentum, and tomorrow they kind of ride it to another win, and then finish off this series maybe with a sweep and head down to Pittsburgh to PNC with that momentum. Yeah, they they still have to do a lot more. Um, the nice thing is, I guess in a way, so O's, unless I'm mistaken, O's off uh, on Monday, so were the Rays, so were the Mariners. So now the Blue Jays only a half game back of the Mariners, one game back of the Rays, and two up on the O's. It's not great, uh, but then again, you know, when we were talking yesterday about like what's the worst series, they they barely – survived to stay in the playoffs by getting swept by the angels, but they did. Uh, and at least as we're recording this, halos are up on the Yankees. Let's go. Um, oh, Tony just hit a homer. Um, and, you know, I think one point that I really want to pull from this game before we transition into some other stuff, the bullpen, uh, this is starting to feel weirdly like the beginning of the year. Kind of uh, the bullpen has been really good recently. And the offense has kind of slid. 
if you take the last four innings in extra innings, so I mean like last four 10th innings or later, uh, the Boston Red Sox two games, they don't allow a run with the Manfred runner in either of those innings. And then you go to this game, two different innings where Jimmy Garcia holds that runner at second without his defense helping him. I mean, that Framil Reyes play, like, I know they did at least get Reyes, but there shouldn't have been a runner on third. It should have just been one out and a runner on second, and still Jimmy finds a way around it. So a lot of credit to the bullpen, who I feel like is quietly, you know, I I didn't love Meza allowing the two inherited Barrios runs. Like, Barrios was actually pretty good today. He leaves with two outs, first and third, and, you know, you end up giving up a double, and all of a sudden uh, his day and his numbers don't look very good. Uh, but but when they've needed the high, high leverage guys uh, to show up recently, they have, and that's massive. Jimmy has been so good in the second half. Yeah. Like, he has been underratedly, like, insane. No one's talking about him around the league, but, like, when you have a reliever that has just hit his groove second half of the season, that is so valuable. In July, the guy didn't allow an earned run. He only allowed one hit in the month of July. In August... He's allowed three earned uh, before tonight, uh, and he, he's just been fantastic. So Jimmy has been ridiculous. Uh, I didn't even know that about July before I looked, but one hit in the month of July. Is How many nine. innings? How many innings? Nine. Nine innings. I mean, that's that's pretty ridiculous. Um, and you even – we were texting during the game, and, like, there was one pitch. You, like, texted what I was thinking. I, I don't even remember who it was to, but a 96-mile – Framil, yeah. 96 mile per hour fastball right before that weird play that runs starts on the corner and runs in and like almost it's hits crazy. him in the back ankle. Yeah. A back and ankle had, almost fell seamer. down swinging. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, that's nuts. When your two seamer looks like a slider going the other way uh, and you throw it at 96, how do you hit that? So that was cool. Uh, but obviously the hero, Danny Jansen, uh, we'll talk about his spot coming up, you know, in the playoff roster with the new addition coming in and and uh, talk about that guy, that machine that's back with the team. Just machine. Uh, just machine, sorry. The machine would be Jose Barrios. Pujols or yeah, Barrios. Barrios is the machine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so all right. Let's uh, take a quick step aside first uh, because I need to let you know that as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can create a free job post in minutes to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses and former Locked On Syracuse host Brad Klein rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we back here on and we back and we back. We do that a lot. Um, 
Okay, let's talk. Uh, let's talk machine. There has been, you know, he was gone. Now he's back. Bradley Zimmer is once again a Blue Jay. Okay, this guy. I mean, he's been a hot commodity. There's no way about it. He was DFA'd by the Jays or put on waivers. Um, say it, yeah. Say Philadelphia it. claimed him. He plays nine games in Philly. They give him the same treatment Toronto did. Popped him on those irrevocables. Blue Jays scoop him up. Scooped him right up. So back. I'll, just as a primer, um, so he was always going to get DFA'd by Philly. Um the main reason, you know, like whether, like I'm not saying this about his play, whether he played incredibly or not, uh, they picked him up because Brandon Marsh went on the 10-day IL. So now that Brandon Marsh has been activated, that was the corresponding move to get rid of him. Uh, I guess the positive, you know, he only hit 105 as a Blue Jay. He did go four for 16 as a Philly. Better. Uh, um, had a double. Uh, has homered off Justin Verlander this year. Um, but the interesting thing I saw, and it, someone very like tweeted it. I, I really should have grabbed it, which is my fault. Um, but Bradley Zimmer uh, is reportedly not necessarily back to being on the Blue Jays, but more on the Bisons, uh, with the intent of bringing him up when the rosters expand. So the interesting thing uh, is that that could potentially, in the way of Gabby Moreno, being on the roster uh and we've already talked about kind of tightrope that you walk when i mean like they did tonight you have kirk dhing and you have jansen catching so how do you feel about that you know like they they're not gonna bring up moreno they're putting a lot of faith in jansen with the bat potentially or they're taking a big risk risk at the catching position i think also like there's something to be said about having a veteran catcher on the roster, though. You know, Kirk is good, but he's also 23, and he's not a great defender. Um, and I'm not saying that that Jansen well, is Pudge Rodriguez, but he's at least has some experience. Yeah, I want him on the roster, but you're not bringing another catcher on by bringing Zimmer on instead. Yeah, okay. So, sure. Um, and we kind of talked about this a little bit a couple episodes ago. It's. I think that when you don't do that, you then eliminate the option of having both catchers in the lineup. You just you wouldn't have two catchers, and you wouldn't DH Kirk and start Jansen, because then if one guy gets hurt, who are you putting a catcher? Like, who's gonna who's your emergency catcher? I, I really believe they would put Kirk there and sacrifice the DH. Really, I guess. I mean, uh, so I'm I'm saying if they're already in a game with it and it happens. Well, yeah, that's the only option. Like, they don't have an emergency catcher. Um, what they're doing right now, I mean, they're doing it with only two catchers. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah, but they have the option to bring up Gabby whenever they want. But, like, mid-game they, they don't. they couldn't in the playoffs. Mid-game um, they don't. Like, right now they're running that risk every game. Yeah, but they're not in the playoffs right now. I guess they kind of are, but they're not. Um I don't know. What's your take on it? I'm not so sure what, what he adds, you know, especially now that you have Jackie Bradley and Whit Merrifield. Like, do you need maybe a defensive? they just go him instead of Tapia. So that was something that 
we were talking about before. I mean, Rymel does come up with what one hit uh, in this game. Yeah, he went one for three. Uh, it was an important hit. It, it, you know, it fueled the rally that Jansen eventually homers home. But he really hasn't hit well recently. Like he really hasn't hit well. Uh, and if Jackie Bradley Jr. is out hitting him, I think we had this discussion uh, early when JBJ got picked up. If if JBJ is at all out hitting him, which he's not right now, like necessarily do it lighting the world on fire. I just don't see the point of both of them. And I definitely don't see the point of both of them and Zimmer. I mean, you have enough like, okay, Wit doesn't have to be an outfield replacement, I guess. You can just have him as an infield replacement, but that leaves three replacement outfielders on your bench. Why would you not have a catcher instead? Yeah, you know, I don't think they go. I think they go uh, Zimmer or Tapia. I just don't think right? they would do both. I, that's what I think, too. It makes a lot of sense. Because um, because you already you, like have you said, JBJ. you're burning that spot. And, like, what – like, I mean, JBJ, Tapia, and Zimmer all do the same thing, right? You only need two of them. Yeah. It would be different if one was like a big bat and one. I was about to. I, that's exactly what I was about to say. Know? It would be different if one guy like hit the ball well and didn't field the ball well, but they are all just defensive replacements. So I don't know. It's not too crazy. And Wit's almost the same thing too. Like obviously he can play second base and whatnot, but like he played the outfield tonight. Uh, he plays every outfield position. Like he's basically the same thing. So really, you have four of those guys because your starting outfield is going to remain the same, Lord as George and Teo. So I honestly only see them taking like I guess three of those guys because Wit will be like an infield util as well. Yeah, but I do think that Tapia and Zimmer are now playing for that spot because JBJ I think is a lock. Yeah, I I I would keep JBJ. Um, just because I think he's a better defender than Tapia. And so experience there, like there's something to be said yeah. about that. Yeah, uh, Tapia has, I mean, Rockies did make the playoffs, but like barely. JBJ's made a World Series run, you know, so. Um, he's the ALCS MVP. It's true. That's very true. He had a nasty year that year. Um, yeah, I mean, it, we're happy Bradley Zimmer is back in the org. We like Bradley Zimmer. I'll never forget that Verlander homer. Uh, I just hope they don't have multiple defensive replacement. I mean, they're going to have multiple. I hope they don't have at least three defensive replacement outfielders because uh, I don't see the point of that. Yeah. Um, no, but so like, yeah. But who's their like infield replacement? It's just like Cavan, right? Well, it's you have Cavan or Espinal. Espinal and Cavan can – so Espinal so, can play second, short, third. That's, like you, so, you okay, can play so Espinal short. Your bench is going to be. So I'm starting Cavan. I'm. I mean, we'll do a full playoff lineup closer too. I think you're starting Cavan. Really? I'm starting Cavan over Espinal. I think unless it's a lefty. If it's a lefty, then maybe I. Because Cavan's a lefty. Guys are on your bench right now. So I mean, what the playoff roster? We did this before, but I forget. There's 13 position players, I believe, or maybe is it 26? Or I mean, the rosters expand, isn't it? Like 20. 26. I mean. I just don't have Tapia on my bench, and I have Zimmer on it. But it's other than that, it's the same team they're fielding right now. Then so it's four. I guess so. Yeah. Don't you think they want to have as many bats as they can on the bench? Who, did, who else do they have? Though? Like even not, like not even necessarily for like bats, but like you know in the playoffs, like pinch runners are used more, pinch hitters are used more. Like guys run off analytics so much more than they do. In I the mean, season which. 
What's your pinch runner? Especially with Schneider. Like you he's gonna want he's gonna want a Terrence Gore. Like he'll just take anybody. I mean, what's what's your pinch runner? Zimmer and Bradley are defensive replacements, and Bradley may be a pinch hit if, if the situation dictates. Um, but I think we should cover it more closer to the playoffs. Okay, that's fair. Um, but anyway, that's the issue. Um let's talk J Rod. First audio listeners, ads now. Um, all right. Uh, Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> that's unmatched. Uh, Julio Rodriguez gets a big deal. I don't want to go through it. Uh, it's not as big as you think it is, but it's still big because there's weird Incentives stuff in there. Big. Pardon? Incentives kind of make it big. Incentives make it big, but he, I mean, he has to be in the MVP race to make it big, but then again, he could do that. So you never he know. Totally could be. Yeah. But the commitment is at least eight years, I believe, uh, and a lot of money. So uh, it's definitely a big deal. And it had a lot of Blue Jays fans thinking about why aren't the Blue Jays guys extended yet? Young team. So I'm going to ask you an interesting question. You are, uh, you are Ross Atkins or Mark Shapiro or both. Um, and you're I'm a morph of them. Wow. You're a morph. Um, you're an anamorph. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, a couple people really like that. Uh, I wish I had an anamorph cover on our overlay so we could throw it on a YouTube vid, but it's okay. Um, so you are the front office. Here's four priority young guys I have for you. Vlad, Bo, Manoa, Kirk, all of them under 25. I know people don't like Bo. We made a, a couple of great plays today. Um, all of them, I think as of right now, people would be cool with extending. Who's your biggest priority to extend today? Sorry, Animorphs. I had to get that. It's <laughs> a great Animorphs cover for everyone who's <laughs> on audio. It's the one where they turn into like the lizard fish kind of thing. It's a whole. It's Dude, a- look at the second face up. <laughs> That's just <laughs> That's a just robot absurd. face. Who designed these? K.A. Applegate was just the man. On the planet. Anyway. Um, okay, who are you extending first? So it's Vlad, Bo, and Manoa. And Kirk. And Kirk. I'm not extending Kirk first. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not. I, I think it's. How many years do they have on Manoa? Like a lot, right? This is just Manoa's second year. But yeah. Julio Rodriguez is in his first year these days. You know, the, that whole th- thing. If you love a guy, it's a whole different thing. I mean, you can say. A, a guy and still say you're not doing it this year, but who's going first? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. Um, you don't really want to overpay Bo. He kind of has to prove that he's good, but at the same time, do you want to get him at that low, low price point? Um, he can hit, low, he can hit low price point. Uh, um, he has more hits than games. I, I do have my answer. If you want to hear mine first. No, I don't want to hear yours first. Okay, go. I'm thinking. I'm thinking through, Mr. Shulman. Um, <laughs> well, our, our listeners might want an answer. <laughs> well, they're listening and thinking with me. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bo. Get out that. You're low going Bo. Wow. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Why? Low price point. Because you can get him at the low low price point right now. He just came, came off a bad year, Bo. We want to sign you to a whatever year deal, and we're gonna give you like 17 AAV. I'm still a little worried about him. Uh, I, I like him, but I'm still a little worried about him. But it doesn't have My, to be a 12-year deal. It could be like five. No, but he's still going to ask for a lot of money, you know? 
But Bo, you just had a year. I know, but he had a year. Seven thirty OPS. I know, but he had a year before that. That was good. It's tough. Maybe I won't sign the contract. I'm Mark (laughs) Shapiro and Ross Atkins anamorphed. Okay, I get whatever Uh, I want. I'm going Manoa. Um, Manoa has been the most. They're all the same age. Um, (laughs) Manoa Manoa has been. They're all either 23 or 24. Um, (laughs) Manoa. Manoa has been the most consistent of any of them. Now it's obviously what do you a small consistent. He said two years, and he's been exactly the same both years. Yeah, but you can't judge a guy out two years. Manoa has looked nasty to me. Um, I think he projects to be really good long term. Um, everyone else either is a lot better or a lot worse than they were last year. Now everyone is yelling at us about Vlad. Here's my take on Vlad because that's the name that comes up the most with J Rod getting extended. Here's the thing about extending Vlad right now, and I kind of think it's the same as Bo. You're not extending 860 OPS Vlad. You're extending somewhere in the middle of 1,000 OPS Vlad and 860 OPS Vlad. And I don't think we know which one he is yet. I'm going to be honest. Like, he had some mad years, and then he had that awesome year. And this year, he's having a good year. I do think we don't talk enough about how this entire team played at two boom boxes for half the season last year. It may not have helped them win. It definitely helped them hit home runs. I mean, TD ballpark, the ball flew, and then you get to Salem Field. And, I mean, that's like Little League World Series, it felt like. Not actually, but the ball was flying. It was one of the most homer-happy ballparks you could find at all of baseball. And, you know, he led the league in homers, and that was awesome. And I think he's a great player but I would love to do one more year of Vlad. And if he's a thousand OPS Vlad, give him the Tatis contract. Do it. I'm fine with that. One of my most liked tweets ever was to give Vlad the Tatis contract. Um, subtle flex, I guess. Um, but if he's, yeah, it was a weird flex. I'm sorry. Uh, but if he's 860 OPS Vlad next year, again, I still want him long term. He's still a valuable player. But I think the number can change a little bit because you can say, hey, Vlad, well, you've played five years. Which one's the outlier on the set, you know? And so that's why I would wait on Vlad personally. And, yeah, that's my thoughts. How do you feel about that? I think you you extend Vlad as late as possible. You just wait. You don't want to run the risk of annoying him, though. No, you're copacetic about it. But like, I, I I mean, latest possible. I don't mean like physically possible. I mean like as as long as it's you know agreeable. Feasible. Yeah, yeah. Like if he's like extend me now or I'm pissed. Like okay, we'll extend you. Yeah. But like, if you can wait, wait. I don't see why you should rush into it now. Like I think it's better to define what kind of player he is before you do that. In the off season, this off season, could there be an extension? Yeah. There totally could be. Um, But will there be? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And I do just want to tell people, like, this is a new trend. Guys were not getting contract extensions like this in in their – not even their ARB eligibility, like just their rookie eligibility when you could pay them hundreds of thousands of dollars, like not even break a mill. And someone's going to get burned by this. I know – that the Acuna contract has worked out. I mean, Acuna hasn't had a good year, but he's so underpaid that it really doesn't matter. Um, and I love Alex Anthopoulos. Like, 
We have no idea what type of player Michael Harris is. I still, frankly, I love Julio Rodriguez. So many guys have awesome, awesome first couple years and don't match it. I mean, it's just, it's a fact of baseball. It's hard to maintain. Like we're talking about Bo Bichette, who had an awesome year last year. If they offered Bo a huge extension halfway through the year, we all would have loved it. This year, a lot of people wouldn't have been happy with it. So I, I totally agree with you. Like you have some rookie years, unless you run the risk of completely severing the relationship, take advantage of your six-year rookie contract. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that, I mean, like, they're trying to get rid of that. Uh, they're trying to lessen that time because. Which I'm totally in favor of. I, I'm, to- I'm going to say it. I'm in yeah. favor of that. But while you have it, I mean, why doesn't. Use it. Everyone else uh, is using it. So you may as yeah. well. <laughs> so I'm on board yeah. with that. I mean, but Aaron Judge is on a rookie contract right now. He's in our. Well, but he's, yeah, but he's also going to get like the bag of all bags. For sure. But the Yankees didn't extend him and he had a 50 homer season. <laughs> you know, like they could have extended him. They didn't. So, yeah, I, I think just because they're not extending them now doesn't mean they're never going to extend them. Also, I mean, I call it the Tatis contract. Use that as fair warning, even though I think that guy will bounce back and be great. Um, you know, things can happen. So let's wait a little bit. Any other thoughts, Mr. Bonaparte? That's all I got, man. All right, Mr. Animorph. Uh, thanks so much for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast. Paul Francis Sullivan, we just offered him a 15-year, $18.1 billion extension because of his humor, his passion, his pizzazz, his finesse, and everything about him on the Locked On MLB podcast. He's always looking fresh. He's always looking cool, and you got to check him out over there. We are going to be back tomorrow to talk about Marcus Stroman's return to Toronto. He said a lot of nice things. Maybe he's a guy the Blue Jays should go after and trade for. We'll figure that out for the offseason, of course, uh, coming up tomorrow. But appreciate you listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.